Hello, and welcome to The Solve Network. I'm Shane Borza, host of the podcast. Along with my co-founder, Benjamin Goss, we'd like to welcome you. Our mission is to provide solutions and create a network of experts for you to learn from. We hope this episode and expert helps you to learn, grow, and move forward. And now, on with the show. Hey, my name is James. I'm a lawyer who's always been interested in optimal human performance, and that's how I found Shane. If you're looking to upgrade your mental and physical fitness, then the Ultimate Performance Course is for you. It's the key to performing better at work, at home, and in all of life's challenges. I've also found it to be a great community of like-minded and supportive professionals. As Shane says, together, everyone accomplishes more. Want to have your ultimate performance or find out more about how to optimize your mind and body fitness? Contact me at shaneborza.com and see if the DIY or the group program would be best for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another call with the Solve Network. My name is Shane Borza, and on behalf of my co-founder and co-host, Benjamin Goss, and I'd like to welcome you to today's guest expert call with the guys from PonaQuest and we are going to hear from Dusty Stop, who is one of the teachers and coaches that is part of this tribe of educators, mentors, and hear a little bit about the philosophy they have and the offerings they have and where they want to take not only individual people, but the world as a whole, if I can say that. I, I know all of you personally, I'm really glad that you're all here today and you're going to be sharing some of your message with everyone. So I'd like to give, it, give the mic to Dusty, so to speak, and have him start us off on this discussion. Thank you, Shane. You know, I've, I've, uh, I've known Rick for a number of years now and, and Steve, uh, I was introduced by, by Rick and I was invited to be part of a threesome in terms of uh, foundations for Pono. And uh, I have my own company started about 31 years ago called EQIQ Leadership. And uh, so when uh, Steve and Rick asked me to create some material, some con content, uh, they liked what I was doing and it seemed so consistent with Pono, they decided that the trainings I was gonna do were gonna be the trunk of the tree for, for Pono. And we did three journeys uh, the journey to power is the first, claim your power. The, the journey to vision, how to manifest vision and make, make it happen. And then the journey to fulfillment, how to live a fulfilled life. And we created a whole series around that. Um, and really the genius of Rick and the genius that Steve have, their creativity, um, they really represent Pono. And my whole thing has been wholehearted leadership. I, I wrote uh, the book on wholehearted leadership called The Heart of Leadership. Uh, and then follow-up called the seven acts of courage and then another one called courage in the valley of death uh, and then dynamic focus creating significance and breaking the spells of limitation and those books and the articles and the work that i've done are all about bringing heart to corporate america bringing heart to the world taking your family with you as you build success and remembering that significance isn't about how much money you have it's the quality of your life it's the depth of the relationships you created. It's the tone of your heart. And that's what Pono is for me. That's what I, I love about Rick and Steve and, and their genius in creating Pono. Being Pono means living 
in accordance with the heart and the wisdom of the heart and letting the head be a servant to that deeper wisdom. Um, my own philosophy, which I think they share, uh, certainly Rick and Steve can speak to it, is that our society has become brain dominated. And so because the head thinks it's the executive is making all the decisions, look what it's done to the environment. Look what it's done to the relationships between men and women. Look at the state of the world. And the proper place of the head is listening to the deeper, more compassionate and greater wisdom of the heart and then executing against it. It's like being a servant instead of a master. It's like being a steward to this, to this planet, to this world. And that's what Pono for me is, is all about. It's heart-centered. It has to do with being able to help people in the journeys of their life, claiming their power, claiming the capacity to dream and manifest dreams, claiming the capacity to live a life of true fulfillment and, and helping others to do the same. And that's just one aspect of Pono because Pono has now grown to the Pono Business Academy, which is helping create businesses, helping entrepreneurs, helping uh, small business owners, large business owners, really bring in a more wholehearted way of leading and living so that people can be much more powerful and much more effective. And uh, my relationship, my, my uh, uh, colleagues, uh, Rick and Steve, are just uh, two amazing people that I love working with. And I think, I think Rick could talk more about Pono, and then Steve could talk, talk to it. That's just my little brief bit about it. Yeah, thank you, Dusty. I think that was a great introduction, not only in yourself, but also for the team, like you mentioned. Uh, Steve, I know you just jumped on, but we had kind of just done the intro to the call, and I know Dusty was going to be leaving uh, soon, so we wanted to make sure he got a chance to speak. But with that kind of intro overview of the three of you uh, working together and a little bit about Dusty's background and his contributions to Pono, I'm curious if either one of you want to jump in and talk a little bit more about kind of like what Pono is and what you're doing with it and, or perhaps what each one of you is kind of contributing. I would love for Steve, who is the genius behind this, this was to please, please share. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll just go ahead and explain my apologies for being late. I was having technical issues with my computer. So, um, Pono started, Rick and I have um, experience in Hawaii. My wife was born and raised on Lanai and Rick lived in Maui. And so um, we were reminiscing many, many months back um, about how the culture in Hawaii, it has a, a certain feel, a warmth, um, a lovingness, if you would. And it's always a culture shock when you come back to the mainland. Uh, and you have to kind of like readjust. And we were just saying how cool it would be to bring that lifestyle to us. And I had mentioned to Rick that, you know, I started this thing called Pono Quest, and it was initially mainly a, a health and nutrition and a fitness process, because that was my background, um, where I could just share, share some ideas and some programs uh, and do it within a certain community where we could embrace that lifestyle of Pono or from Hawaii. And of course, Rick is like, dude, we need to just run with this. You know, this could be really big and we can, there's a lot of other benefits and values that we can provide with other experience. So that's how it was born. And then of course, Rick started introducing me to other people that he knows. And one was Dusty. And of course, 
the the concept and the idea resonated with Dusty, and he he knows Hawaii well as as well, and uh, it just kind of blossomed from there and is going getting bigger than what I thought it would ever be, but it's going in really good ways. And the best thing is, is as we're kind of expanding in our concepts and our programs, we're doing it by maintaining the the culture of Pono. So everybody that we work with is Pono. All the the programs and services that we offer all embrace the ideal of being Pono. I just learned some things uh, there that uh, I didn't know, and I know you all. So uh, great to hear that. So Rick, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, but I also wanted to kind of just have something in the background to percolate, especially before Dusty goes. Uh, after Rick has his moment, I'd really like to hear what each of you think about or how you perhaps define what Pono is or what Pono means. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's what is Pono, right? To, to be in that sweet spot in that place. And it's different for everybody. Everybody's going to have a different explanation, but we can all relate to a feeling. And when you get to this place of life is in balance with all of the stars are aligned and suddenly you wake up and you're fulfilled and it just shows up. Life shows up automatically for you in a way that well, it's quite miraculous, actually. I, I've been paying attention to Dusty for a few years now. I, I met him in Ireland and on a retreat to learn how to facilitate retreats because that's where I was, I was headed. And, you know, this was a we're all spiritual beings having a human experience. And Dusty walked me home. Dusty walked me home. That's, that's the best thing I can say. I spent seven days with him. I can tell you, you know, that I've, I've been rich and I've been poor. I've been sick. I've been healthy. I've been somewhere in between. And today I have this piece that's worth understanding. And I, and I learned much of this piece from most of my friends and my, my own life experience. But what I learned from Dusty and what I learned from Steve seemed to compound everything and escalate this, this place of fulfillment that I'm experiencing today. I, uh, with the tribe, with the family, with an ohana, with with purpose and meaning and accountability. So but Pono for me, I get to bring my family with me. You know, this is the most important thing. It, so many people go through, you know, just focused on work, focused on the, the one thing, and they leave everything that matters behind, everything that matters behind. And I look to these two men as, as pillars. They're pillars for me. They're anchors for me in, in integrity, in family, in trust. Uh, it, 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 this stuff doesn't, you know, happen like overnight you think it does like right now you you walk into this feeling of of trust and beyond my understanding i am literally living and enjoying a life that is beyond what i had imagined well how did i get to this place there had to be a process right how do you get here from here to there wherever you are on the map with a tribe with people no one does it and i just quote dusty because you know pretty much everything i come out of, out of my mouth i'm paying attention is in alignment with what i believe that he believes and and dusty believes or and steve believes 
And it's okay, right? And it's okay to have different beliefs too. And that's okay too. So for me, Pono is the essence of Pono is you're right. And everybody else is right. But it doesn't make your being right doesn't make anyone else wrong. It's a hard concept for many people. I mean, to get around, the, what do you mean you're right? What do you mean you're not wrong? I got to be right. Somebody's got to be right. and Somebody's got to be wrong. But the truth is, it's not so. It's, it's, it's just not so. It, for me, like I got to this place of balance and I, I'd love for Dusty to pick up and fill in this gap because I, would you do that for me? Because we do that for our, our friends, you see. We yeah. see them slipping out and then we pull them in. Yeah, it, as, as Rick's talking, I'm just feeling inspired because it reminds me of the wonderful words of the poet Rumi. It says, out beyond the sense of wrongdoing, and the sense of right doing. There's a field. I'll meet you there. That's Pono. That's where we meet in our common humanity, in the state of consciousness. That's where we meet, and Ramdas said it beautifully also. Ramdas said, we're all just walking each other home. The essence of Pono is with humility and yet with confidence. We know we're just helping our brothers and sisters on the journey home. And, and as, we can, as we walk that journey, it's how we journey. It's not the destination. It's not where we arrive. It's how we journey together that seems to be the, the difference. And for me, Pono is how I'm walking my walk, how I'm treating my brothers and sisters. It's, it's how I'm engaging others. It's noticing when I move into judgment, when I start moving into being righteous, when I start moving into, into defending myself. The essence of Pono for me is the instant any of us start to defend ourselves or justify ourselves, we're off the path. Pono is being in the heart, being in the moment, hearing someone else's pain and their feelings without making yourself wrong or making them wrong. It is a matter of, of connection. And so Pono for me is heart-centered. It's listening to that deeper wisdom of the heart. Uh, it, is, it is that sense of integrity, of bottom line knowing that I'm living my authentic best self. Um, I think it's billions of people wake up every day thinking success is getting to the next level. Success is more money in my bank account. Success is when I have this fancy car. Success is when I have success is whatever, when I get married. And if people begin to change that and they woke up in the morning and success was, ah, I'm here in this incredible, vibrating, living universe. And I get to play in it today. I get to create in it today. I get to make some choices. And choice by choice, I can choose to live in a way that is more significant and more joyful and more alive. That to me is success. All the money, all the stuff, all the toys, all that stuff is just a distraction. Because I've worked with billionaires and millionaires over the past 31 years. And I gotta tell you, some people, when they get to that first billion dollars, they feel empty inside. They weren't living Pono. They were on an ego trip. Yeah, they made lots of money and lots of toys, a private jet. They're not really joyful. They're not really happy. And they're working on their second or third divorce. So for us, Pono is knowing who you are, claiming your life, claiming your success in this moment now and beginning 
It's choosing the way I think by listening to a deeper and greater wisdom, which really for us is the wisdom of the heart. For me, that's, that's what Pono is. And Steve, what, what would you say to that? Well, I'm the one that ha- I, I do a lot of the computer stuff. So I have to condense all that into a sentence or two, right? <laughs> um, so what I usually say, and it's very simple, is just being right with yourself, with others, and with the environment. And that covers it. Um, if you're in a, if you're a military person, I know, um, Shane, you were many times we'd be doing something. We'd say, Hey, that's who, right? That's the term. Hey, that's who. And that's kind of how we use Pono. That's Pono. That's, that's being right with yourself, others in the environment. So, um, that's my simplistic definition. Yeah. Nice. I know at the beginning, before we started the show, Dusty was talking about how he's going to be leaving earlier. So I don't know how much more time you have, but before you do go, I wanted to make sure we got a chance to cast a spotlight on you and let us know if you have anything coming up that you really want to let people know about or where people can know more about you. I know you mentioned a number of books and things. Is there any website or social media you really want to let people know where they can check out more of either your company or your teachings? Yeah, I, I, we um, we just launched our new website uh, last week, and it's www.eqiqleadership.com. Like uh, EQ, emotional intel, emotional quotient, intellectual quotient. So www.eqiqleadership.com, and I would invite people to take a look at the blog section, especially the blog I wrote on multiplying the effective intelligence of your organization which all of the eight steps are how to live in a Pono way to really get the most and help bring out the most for everybody associated working with you. That's, that's been my business for 31 years. And then I think Rick and Steve can talk about uh, what, what's going on with Pono in, in greater depth. And I'm, I'm just a contributor to that. They've been, uh, Steve is really the backbone of that. Rick and Steve are the geniuses behind that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would invite people to take a look at my TEDx talk. Uh, I did a TEDx talk on courage and uh, a moment in the VA hospital as I stood by the bedside of a vet as he took his last breath when I was only 28 years old. And I had a realization that transformed my life, that transformed my way of looking at my father because we've been like this. I'm an army brat. I was in the army the first 17 years of my life. And uh, my father was a paratrooper and a tough, tough, tough guy. And I was transformed by that event in the VA hospital, changed my thinking, brought me into my heart, was the birth of the seven acts of courage. And that opened the door to transforming my relationship with my father. And and I said this, I said this in, in my book, The Seven Acts of Courage, and I'll just repeat it here, is that what I discovered in that moment in the VA hospital, and it's been coming true every year, every decade since then for me, is when we change in our heart, when we change at our heart level, the universe has to change to accommodate us. The power we have is when we change at heart, everything around us starts changing and shifting. When I change this, my thinking changes. And when my thinking changes, I see the world in a very different way. I engage the world in a very different way. I experience myself in a very different way. So I invite people to 10 minute TEDx talk. I think people will enjoy it. Go visit, uh, and the links to that can be found on the EQIQ Leadership site, um, plus all the other stuff. Um, that's what I, that's what I would uh, offer. 
And, and one thing that um, another project that we, we are launching as well, actually we've already launched, um, it was Dusty's idea because we do business coaching. We help businesses uh, generate more revenue. And we wanted to kind of niche a little bit because we've got all these options. And Dusty really quickly said, I want to target vets. I want to target vets. So our, our business coaching where we work with veterans on how to become business coaches or business opportunities in other areas that we teach, but also with uh, veteran-owned businesses to help them become even more profitable. So that was um, something that near and dear to my heart, obviously, as a vet, but uh, that was Dusty's uh, brainchild in, in directing that project. So there's so much passion in all of the different pieces that we get to play in and it gets, it gets really creative. There's a, there's a part that I love the most and, you know, I mean, we can, we can equally share in the joy of multiple pieces, right? But then we know that the pieces that we get really excited about, and then we got to move to that because you never lie about where you are and always move in the direction of what you want to experience. Isn't that what you say, Dusty? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that is the, you know, our course creators, the backbone of really what, why we started in the first place. You know, we, you come to this place of meeting the need where it was. And when you're, you, you don't know what you're doing. You're just coming out from your heart, trying to so create solutions for what are perceived problems from others that maybe you've had some experience in solving and, and want to amplify their, get them on the right track. And yet we've all kind of done that for one another. Now, Steve's genius in putting together the university and the academy and actually creating a learning management software tool piece to deliver all of this information in a way that is, well, applicable to your life, the way that you can follow and track and, and track your results. I mean, if you're not anything that you don't measure, it doesn't get improved. And I, how does that work, Dusty? I don't, I know one thing. I know I've been rich. I know I've been poor. I know I've been sick. I've been healthy. I've been somewhere in between. I, and these, these teachings that, you know, Dusty's talking about coming from the deepest place in your heart, you can't get it wrong. It, when you change the heart, you change everything. Your whole world changed. Now, I could get a little bit mystical and spiritual, and, and, and maybe that's my, that's who I am. That's my authentic self. Steve, we call him Spock, right? But I tell you what, he's a master, a master. He's mastered multiple martial arts and he's a teacher and a trainer. And I've never, and we play with knives. Like he teaches Kali and this is, it's a whole nother world. You put yourself in a position to play with a knife and you're in close combat, close quarters. I, I can lay myself into my friend. I know my friend is, I know he's going to catch me. See, I know. And he's going to instruct me the right way. When you develop your heart center in such a way that like, look at this circle. I look around me and it's all for me. Everything is for me. And you get to this place where you recognize that and you tune into it specifically. And you're thankful and you're grateful for each one because you begin looking at the magic at their genius 
because that's all you can see, because that's what you're looking for. See, you've trained yourself to look for the genius, to look for the, the beauty and, and it shows up. So be careful what you pay attention to. Uh, yeah, you got to be careful. It's very, very powerful where our focus goes. My, my old boss, James, Dr. James Noble Farr, who was head of graduate studies at Columbia University and the first director of the Center for Creative Leadership and then ran Far Behavioral Associates. And I worked with him for five years. He was a mentor of mine. And, and Jim used to say, look, the mind is a very powerful reality creating device. Be careful how you aim it. You know, and, it's, and that's what Rick is saying is, and I think of Steve, I don't, I don't think Steve of you, that way I think of you more as a Buddha than a Mr. Spock. You know, he's, he's got this heart and this centeredness and this calmness, and he just listens to, to Rick and I sometimes when we go off, and then he'll just boil it down to its essence, you know, but always with a lot of heart in it, which is just, just wonderful. And for me, the associates that are part of Pono, that Rick and Steve have brought in, I think I, I brought in one, the associates that are part of it, all are living from Pono, all have that heart-centered side. And they've chosen to live a life of joy, a life of deep meaning. And yes, they'll create and they'll achieve and they'll do whatever they do. That doesn't define who they are. When we stop being defined by society, we stop being defined by gradients, we stop being defined by the value system. Oh, what degree do you have? Or how much money do you have? Or what uh, zip code do you live in? When we stop that and we start really choosing to value ourselves because we're here. You know, Desiderata says, you are a child of the universe, no less than the trees or the stars. You belong here. You deserve to be here. When that's where we come from, anything we touch, anything we do, becomes magic, becomes powerful. And our failures just become learning lessons and opportunities to grow and move forward. And that to me is also the essence of Pono. And it's the essence of my experience of, of working with the associates of Pono and with Rick and with Steve. Yeah, what's, what's really unique about this business, it's probably the first business that was formed for reasons that had nothing to do with business. It was for helping people, right? Because um, there's a lot of people struggling and they need direction. Um, a lot of bad programming out there. And so when, when Rick and I first started, we were thinking of a, a mental management process because I worked with athletes. And so that's how I was thinking is mental management. And then when we met Dusty, we were like, we don't need to recreate the wheel. He's got 40 years of creating these processes. And so Pono Quest is what Rick was alluding to as far as um, the core with our courses are really um, trying to provide tools and methods and strategies for people to start to feel like Dusty feels now, right? He's taking on his experience and go, oh, well, just follow me this way. I'll, I'll guide you. And that's what the journeys are. Uh, Dusty created um, our three uh, core journeys, which are journey to power, journey to vision, and journey to fulfillment. Um, and so anybody that goes through those, uh, there's not bells and whistles and it's nothing, it's, it's dusty talking and teaching, um, and be hard to find a better teacher. And, and the, the things that not only the things that he says, but it's so well organized and it's done in a process. 
Well, and there's workbooks along the way, and there's the opportunity to engage inside of weekly with the coaches, with you, myself, Dusty's. It's it's become our safe harbor. In fact, our it's our favorite place to go along with our mastermind. You know, we find all of our friends there and bringing their friends. And it's a unique opportunity to really step into power. Most people have uh, really don't understand what it is to be truly power or what power really means. And so it's, it, I, I think of all of my super friends, you know, I'm grateful for our relationships, Shane. I'm so grateful to, to be able to, to be able to be like real, you're going through life and you're not disappointed wherever your friends are along the way. They're, you know, you're busy. We're busy. We're all going through life, but we're in relationship, right? We can relate. It's relatable. And yet we're always striving to help one another to be better and holding one another accountable in it in a gentle way, but in a real, in a courageous way, because it takes courage to hold others accountable. And when they lay out their dreams and their vision for you, and they say who they want to be, well, now what do you get to do? What do you have the opportunity to do? Can you nurture that? See, can you see that for them? It's not about you. When we started this, I'd had this thing on my whiteboard and I remember the bullet points, you know, it's, it's not about you in this moment. And it, it's it help the other person tell their story. And that's what it was about the, the course creators is like each one of them is a brilliant genius and they've mastered a process that really expedites life in this place that we call Pono. And, and they relate to different people. Look, we're all different people. And yet we're all pretty much, we're all human. We're all spiritual beings having a human experience. And when you can affect, when you begin affecting, it's like it's infectious. When you begin affecting others with uh, this essence of Pono, right? It, your world changes. Everybody's world changes. It elevates. We couldn't do this without one another. Um, they're all they're all super friends. I, I, well, I've watched Dusty create these courses that. Dusty, would you mind? Please forgive me for, but would you talk about? the course you created for building and nurturing wholehearted relationships. That's our, our priceless gift. Oh yeah. That, that we, we just offer to anybody who wants it. Yeah. It's, um, it's just a gift. It's, you know, it, um, well, that was something that came out of gosh, 32 years of marriage. And uh, I was trained as a marital and family therapist uh, in my early years. I ran uh, a crisis centers, life and death, suicide prevention centers, then moved into marital family therapy before I moved into consulting. So I have a very strong clinical background and I've seen people at their very worst. I've seen people at their most desperate and I've seen that be transformed and changed. And so for me, the wholehearted relating is a way of being present with the other person. And the most healing thing we can do is being present. Think about touch, human touch. 
When we come into this world, we're received in the hands of that doctor or that midwife, or that nurse. My wife, in all three cases, all three of our children, reached down when they were halfway out and reached them under the arms and helped deliver them herself. That's just kind of the warrior uh, queen that she is. And laid them on her chest and sang the in utero song, which was Amazing Grace. And they'd be crying or whatever. She starts singing, the little eyes would pop open and her hands would be resting on their back. And they'd be resting on her chest and listening to her heartbeat. Touch, you know, is that sense of being present. And in relationships, are we being fully present for our beloved? Are we being present for our children? Are we being present for our friends? And are we being present for ourselves? So presence is one of the first aspects of a wholehearted relating. Another aspect is treating people with respect. Every being deserves respect. Do we treat them with respect? Do we treat ourselves with respect? Some of us, many people I know, have this very critical voice inside their head which says terrible things to them. You're not worth it. You'll never make it. You're not lovable. You're a loser. Nobody's going to love you or like you. Those voices, so many people have them, and yet they tolerate and let those voices go on. And um, I worked with Dr. Richard Moss, who was also another mentor of mine, uh, who wrote, uh, well, he wrote the, the, um, the Black Butterfly and the Mandela of Being and 10 other books. But I worked with Richard for a couple of years. And he said, he said, for most people, pain is the greatest teacher. They haven't been willing to learn from joy and happiness. They have to learn from pain and disappointment. He said, a truly enlightened person learns from the lightest touch. They don't need a two up by four up alongside the head. And they treat themselves with respect. So res besides presence and respect, that's another one. A third aspect of wholehearted leading, uh, of relating is enjoyment. Showing the other person we enjoy being with them. Finding something to enjoy in the engagement with the other person. There's, there's a number of steps here, but those are, are three of them. And it's, it's a priceless gift. Anybody can have it just going to the, the Pono platform and go through that and apply those, those tools, those processes that I've found over, gosh, I'm 71 now. And I've been working with people, getting paid to help people since I was 24. So what is that? Uh, 50 years, almost 50 years, long time. Uh, and these are tools and processes I found that really work. And things that I apply in my own life. And what I found has served my relationship and my children and my friends and family and the times it didn't serve and what I had to learn from it. So it's all right there. And it's, it's a priceless gift that Pono offers to anybody, which I, I, I really value. You don't have to know Dusty too long to, to learn that he likes acronyms. And so with this course, uh, Building and Nurturing Wholehearted Relations, he took eight principles and broke it down and he uses the acronym take care. And so for each of the letters, he teaches a principle in there. So that way it's easy for people to remember. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to, 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 to leave. Uh, I, I, would, I would leave you with um, David White, wonderful poet. He's written like 16 books, I think at this point, maybe 17. And in his 12th book, The House of Belonging, there's a poem called The True Love. And this is just the first part of it. 
And um, I, I want to leave you with these words because for me, it's the essence of Pono. Is there is a faith in loving fiercely the life you were meant to live, especially if a part of you never believed you could deserve this loving and beckoning hand held out to you this way. I'm speaking now of faith and the testament of loneliness and what you believe you are worthy of in this world. And the poem goes on. Wow. And the essence wow. of it is, the essence of it is, do you feel you're worthy? If you don't feel you're worthy, that's the place to start. Every single human being and soul is worthy. Worthy of respect, worthy of being treated with dignity, worthy of love. And our problem is we think it has to be earned, that it can be bought. It can't. If it's earned, it's not love. If it's bought, it's not love. If it has to be achieved, it's not love. You can earn, you can achieve, you can buy things. Don't mistake that for the essence of who you are or for love. That's for me is, is uh, what I think we're all about. So I'm gonna say goodbye. Thank you, Dusty, for that. And thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Scene one, Apple, take one. Hi, I'm Shane Borza, your content creator coach. I have two books on filmmaking, Film Notes, where you learn to write, direct, and produce, and the Film Notes workbook, where you can learn checklists and paperwork to streamline creating your content. Available at shaneborza.com. I also have filmmaker resources like the Paperwork Bundle with over 300 documents, the Sound Effects Bundle with almost 3,000 files, and the Music Bundle featuring 900 tracks of all genres. Want to build your professional credits? Become an associate producer and get listed on IMDb. Let me help you get your art out into the world. Scene one, Apple, take one. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Solve Network. These interviews are from our web series of the same name. Want to watch? Head over to YouTube and search for The Solve Network. If you have questions, you can reach out to me at shaneborza.com. On behalf of my co-founder, Benjamin Goss, we're glad you are a part of the network and hope you are finding solutions. If you need solutions, please reach out.